Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. So uh, we're in this third week of Advent. This is the season leading up to Christmas, and each week of Advent there's a theme, and so the, week, the theme for this week is uh, joy. And in the, the sanctuary they have an Advent candle, and they light a different candle each week, and so this week they'll be lighting the joy candle. Um, we are in the second week of our a series, A Thrill of Hope, and we're talking about uh, this, this anticipation building up to Christmas, the time before that's leading up. Um, and, and today we're talking about, and we sang about it, and I'm so glad we did, we sang about God being with us, God with us. We pray that prayer a lot. Um, you might not think you do, but we do, you know, like, you know, God be with us as we're traveling up the road, going to Granny's house, or going up to Atlanta to watch the cats win, you know, God be with us, watch over us, you know, God be with me uh, when I'm taking my final, please, Lord Jesus, baby Jesus, please show up and help me know all the answers to the final I didn't study for. Um, we pray for that, you know, we pray God to show up, we ask him to be with us, so we pray this, and what this word means is Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. It was actually prophesied. I love this. 700 years before the birth of Jesus, a prophecy was made, and this is what the prophecy said. I'm reading from Matthew. They're repeating the prophecy. Um, this is uh, an angel actually has, is talking to Joseph, I believe, and it says, She will have a son, Matthew 1, verse 21 and 23, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Good news. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. And here's the prophecy. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So we pray this prayer all the time. Even when it's not Christmas time, we pray this prayer, God, be with us. And this is big. This is good news. This is dramatic. If this were a movie when you say God be with us, you would almost hear like the dun 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 or like some really you know, powerful sound. You would feel it because this, when we find out that God came to be with us, this is dramatic. This is, this is amazing. And I really wish that some of you could stand up here on the stage and, and look out on you as I say this because you're kind of underwhelmed by this news. Now maybe on the inside you're going, yay, but your face is not telling me that. And listen, I, I'm not picking on you because I get kind of underwhelmed about this too. Maybe it's because we've heard it so much. Maybe it's because we've heard it time and again and we're like, yeah, it's Christmas time and it's time to hear the message about God being with us, okay, and little baby Jesus, and okay, and you can't have Easter without Christmas, you can't have Christmas without Easter, you know, okay, get through the series and then January will come and we'll talk about money and relationships because those are all messed up after the holiday season. Everyone spent all their money. So, yeah, but we'll just get through a thrill of hope now, you know, and then reality's going to set in. You're just going to, okay. But listen, God with us. God with us. This is the promise that was made. God will be with us. This is a promise made. And, and, and I want you to understand this or, or hear it again. God is not a far-off God. God is not separated from us. He is not uninvolved in your life. He's not only involved in someone else's life. He's not only involved in, in maybe that person that you think is really, really, you know, 
holy and, and religious, but not, but not with me. No, he is an involved God. He's, he's not just someone who watches over us, but he is with us. That's what Emmanuel means, God with us. Now, here's what I would like to do, um, and so I'm just going to assume that on the inside you're going, yeah, tell me more. So I'm going to tell you more. Um, see, there's a lot of reasons why this time of year, and this is maybe why some of you are a little bit underwhelmed by the reality of God being with us. It's because this time of year is hard for a lot of people. Th- this time of year is, it's like the great magnifier. Christmas does that. It's like you take Christmas and you, and you shine it up on something that's really good and it's like really awesome, right? Because it's Christmas. But then you can take this magnifier of Christmas and shine it on, place it on something that's not that great and it is really hard. I mean, a lot of people have, have a difficult time with this time of year because they're thinking about what used to be. They're thinking about, oh, well, this time last year or, or this time so many years ago. There's people who are going to be having an empty chair at their table this year at Christmas. And maybe it's because of death or maybe it's because of separation or a loss of some kind. And this is a hard time. This is a hard time for a lot of people, and, and, and we don't really feel the excitement that this news brings. God with us. God with us. And so what I'd like to share with you today, and, I, and first I want to tell you the prayer that I've been praying. This is the prayer I've been praying for the last uh, week and a half as I was working on this message. And this is it, and I want to say it, I, I want to read it the way I, I wrote it. This is what I've been praying for all of us, that you are convinced today beyond a shadow of a doubt, that God is, that God was, and that God will always be with you because he is Emmanuel. No matter what comes your way, good, bad, or ugly, God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. And he's not just with you, like I said, good, better. He's with you all the time. And here, think about this. He's with you in your pain. That's a very real thing. God is with us in our pain. There's the, the shortest uh, verse in the Bible. Anyone know what it says? Jesus wept. It is the best Sunday school answer you could ever. What's your favorite verse of the Bible? Oh, Jesus wept. Two words, easy, John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept. But in those two words is actually the reality of Jesus understanding our pain. See, when Jesus got news that his friend Lazarus had died, he wept. He had the loss of a friend that he loved, and he wept, and he wept. Now, we know the rest of the story. Jesus went to Lazarus and actually raised him from the dead, which is amazing. But in the moment of getting the news that Lazarus was gone, Jesus wept. And if you're ever wondering if God understands pain, if God understands loss, he does. Jesus wept. God is with us in our pain. He's with us in our loss. He's with us when things don't make sense. And we need to be reminded of that. And, and speaking of not making sense, God is with us in our uncertainty. God is with us when we're not sure what's to come. God is with us when we don't know what tomorrow holds. God is with us when things don't make sense. In Isaiah 41, verse 10, it says this about not understanding the future. Um, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. See, our God who is with us is also still in heaven. That's something to try and wrap your brain around. I don't know if you can. I can't. But the God who is with you now is also the God that reigns in heaven. That's good news. 
That means I don't just have like a, a really good earthly counselor, but I've got someone from heaven. See, God is with you. He's with you in your pain. He's with you in your, in your uncertainty. He's also with you when you're just waiting. Waiting is a, a place where a lot of people find themselves. Waiting is the, is the time when people actually end up making bad choices because they're tired of waiting for God. But God is with you in your waiting. There's this, there's this verse also in Isaiah chapter 40, and it's this beautiful imagery of, of God, of being raised up on eagles' wings and, and, and not growing weary and having, the, having strength from God. And it's, it's this really beautiful image. And who wouldn't love, like, when you see, like, something coming your way that you really don't want to deal with just to get some eagles', eagles wings and just fly on over top of that and just not have to deal with it? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't we all love that? But here's the thing, though. In the waiting, because that's where we find ourselves sometimes, God is with us in that. He's with us in the, in the waiting of our life. The, the real victory often, the real power, the real um, understanding we have of God is when we walk through the valley, when we don't just ignore it or, or rise above it and get past it, when we actually walk through it, when we actually walk through the valley, and, 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 and maybe we just do it without passing out. <laughs> You know, like the verse says, not growing weary. That's, that's the modern day. We just don't pass out. We can just make it through. One foot in front of the other. I'm just going to get there. You know, sometimes that's the, that's the victory in that. And, you know, so many times we, we want the quick fixes. And, and most of the time, the stuff that we're uncertain about, the, the th- stuff we're waiting about, it's long term. It's going to take a while. But God is with us in that. God's also with us, and this is important, he's with us in our joy. And I say that's important because a lot of times when things are going great, we don't think about God. We don't call out to God, oh, God, be with me in this most amazing, awesome time of my life. We don't often call out to him when things are going great. But God is with us in our joy. As Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross, he was telling his disciples and trying to explain to them. And in John chapter 16, verse 22, he's saying, you're going to have sorrow now. Okay, you're going to have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. I want you to hear that today, people, because no one can rob you of the joy that you have in the Lord. Nobody can rob you of the joy that you have in the Lord. You could have the worst day of your life. You could get the worst news of your life. You could have the worst uh, uh, uncertainty in front of you and and the options of how it's going to play out none of them seem good but I want to tell you this nobody can rob the joy of the Lord in your life you can choose to take it up you can choose to set it down but nobody can come along and take that from you because God is with you God is with you God is with you in the pain God is with you in the uncertainty God is with you in the waiting and God is with you in the joy and like I said I wish I could trade places with you right now. Underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. I'm not picking on you because I understand that. I understand that. I worked on this message and I got through those four points and I was like, okay, yeah, good stuff. I, under- I agree, yeah. Where my office is, um, sometimes when I'm thinking and trying to get my mind around something, I'll I'll gaze off into the tag office parking lot and, and I'll watch many of you come and go and get your tag and, and stuff and, and see Daniel's dad, whatever, I'm over there. And, um, and so I, I'm sitting there, and, and that's what I was doing. I was working on this message at Monday when I was kind of finishing it up, and I was looking off into the tag office parking lot thinking, there's more. 
There's more. And, and not that we don't add to the, the truth of God's word, but, but why am I underwhelmed? That I'm about to, on Sunday, I'm going to stand up and share this truth about God being with us and why I'm underwhelmed. And, and I just felt like I needed to do this. I, I, like the Holy Spirit was telling me to do this. And I pushed back up to my desk and back to my computer. And what I started to do is I just started to type out all the ways that God has been with me. And so the only reason I'm sharing it with you is not because the way God's been with me is more awesome than the way God's been with you, but I'm just the one standing here with the microphone. So I'm going to share with you all the ways, a lot of the ways that I've seen God be with me, that God has been Emmanuel in my life. And what I encourage you to do, and I'm, say, I'm not saying this to the person sitting, just the person sitting next to you. I'm saying this to you. Please hear this. It might be the weirdest thing you've ever done in your life, but I encourage you today, tomorrow, before you forget, sit down at the computer with a piece of paper, with your phone and your notepad, whatever, and start to write down all the ways that God has been Emmanuel in your life. All the ways that God has been with you. You'll be amazed. And the reason I tell you to do that is, one, so you won't be underwhelmed anymore by this really good news. And two, because you are going to come in contact with somebody very soon who is also underwhelmed. Maybe they know Jesus, maybe they don't. And you're going to be able to look at them and say, can I just tell you that something about, you know, we, t- we sing about Emmanuel and it means God with us. And here's the ways that I've, I've thought about this and the ways that God's been with me. And you'll be, able to, you'll be able to share that with somebody who needs the good news, who needs the message that God is with them. Emmanuel, God with us. God was with me when my parents bab- baptized me as an infant girl at a, at a Catholic church in Hayward, California when I was about four months old. Um, they committed uh, that day to, uh, to try to uh, bring me up in, in the Lord. I, I didn't know the Lord then, but God was with me then. Uh, God was with me as about a nine-year-old girl when my mother gave me a picture Bible. It's like a comic strip version of the main stories of the Bible. And I read that thing through seven times in a row. I'd read all the way through, get to the end, and start back over and read through. And to this day, when I hear stories, or I hear the names of, of these Bible characters, these people, I picture in my mind those, those comic strips, those, those images and, and I did not know, I was not calling the Lord, Lord yet. But God was with me in that as I was starting to take in these stories. God was with me. God was with me as a, as a, uh, as a this, won't, this won't make sense to anybody. If you didn't grow up reading like a Bible or if you weren't in a church, no, this will make sense to some of you. It blew me away as like a 12 or 13 year old that you could, someone could say, hey, turn to this chapter and find this verse. I know it sounds really nerdy, but it blew my mind that you could go into God's word and find a certain place. That it wasn't just like a book that you had to like look for and and hunt down something. It blew my mind. I remember sitting in catechism classes at St. Benedict's Catholic Church and, and we weren't, you know, we don't crack the Bible a lot, you know. Um, and so, and I, but I was sitting in a class, and I was like, you can do what? I hadn't called the Lord Lord yet. But God was with me in that. He gave me an un, uh, a, uh, 
a fascination with his word. God was with me when as a, a sixth grader, um, I remember going to, to my school counselor and telling them I didn't think that anybody really liked me. And, and, and uh, God was with me in that. And, and what I realize now is that that was starting to be a time of, I think some, some low-grade depression was starting to get into my life. Or I was starting to, to realize it, you know. And God was with me in that. God was with me when, um, when at the last day, I think I've shared this with you before, but it's so embarrassing, it's worth sharing again. The last day of eighth grade, um, the very last day of school, I was so just excited for the last day of school that I forgot to put on deodorant. And I smelled like an onion factory. My pits were just, it was bad, it was bad. And some of my really good friends ridiculed me. And obviously I'm totally fine with it because I'm 47 and I'm still bringing it up. So, but, but listen, I'm telling you something. Shame is a, is a crazy thing. God was with me in that. In that, stinky pits and all. He was with me in that. God was with me... Um, when uh, my junior year, I remember it so vividly because what it did, it set in motion a lot of things. We, we don't understand sometimes how one event sets into motion other things, right? We don't understand. Could be good, could be not so good. How an event, and I remember it clearly. I'm standing, I'm playing tennis, I'm standing at the net. My, my partner, Melissa, is serving. We're, we're in the uh, state championship finals, and, and whoever wins this match yeah, you, you're, you win state as an individual, but whoever wins it between these two teams, the winning team, it clinches it for the whole, like your whole school team. So it was like a big deal. And I remember standing at the net, and Melissa served and hit the first serve into the net. It's like, oh. And then she, and she, I love Melissa, but she's prone to double fault, so I was really worried. And Melissa serves again and gets the ball, and, and that girl, she kind of got jammed up, and she just kind of poked it back, and I remember this volley just coming up to me at the net, and I just hit the most beautiful backhand volley right through the gap where no one could get it. And it just set off this eruption of people. I mean, we didn't have like 5,000 people like at the Dome, but I mean, it was like, you know, 75, and it was great. <laughs> you know? But listen, I remember that moment. God was with me in that moment because it set in motion. There was a college coach there who saw it, and he offered me a scholarship, and it got me to go to the school, and it set into motion these things. God was with me in that moment. Did, did he care if I won state or not? No, 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 but God was with me in that. Emmanuel, even in that, God was um, with me when I, you know, I mentioned that sixth grade and kind of that, that, feeling of darkness. God was with me as I, as I got into college and, and just the freedom that that gave me. <laughs> and, and those years of, of darkness and drunkenness and depression. I mean, yeah, I had the mask on. You look awesome and you go and do your thing. You go to class and play tennis and pretend everything's great. But on the inside, I was hurting and God was with me. I had not called him Lord yet. I ridiculed people who called him Lord at that point in my life. But God was with me, even in that. A few years later, God was with me when I made the most absolute worst decision of my life. Giving up the life of a child. God was with me in that. God was with me when I started waiting tables to make ends meet <laughs> God was with me in that. I hadn't called him Lord. 
God was with me when I made a friend there who was waiting tables who was a Christian. God was with me in that. God was with me within that same friend. We were driving down the interstate and we flipped her car and, and rolled it. And the emergency services came and they could not understand why, why we were alive and unhurt. They said, you should have been crushed. And God was with me in that. God was with us in that. Emmanuel. And God was with us when, when I said thank you to him for sparing my life as I sat on the side of that road. God was with me. I hadn't called him Lord yet, but he was with me. God was with me when I, when I, when I went shopping for a Bible because I wanted to have one that wasn't necessarily a comic strip. And so I went to get one, and, and I hadn't called him your Lord yet, but God was with me as I went through that process. God was with me on that day, that April day in 94, when I sat in my room, and I thought I was all alone. God was with me as I cried out to him and apologized to him for the way I had been living my life and living as if he were not real. God was with me in that. God was with me, and I... I called him Lord. And God was with me when I prayed about moving to Georgia. And God was with me when, when I said yes to helping out at a church, I think called First United Methodist Church, I don't know, part-time, I'll do my thing. Sure. God was with me when I bought my first home, Emmanuel. God was with me when we started this little worship service back in 2002. And well, we'll see what happens. God was with me when, when some good friends a few years later turned on me in such a vicious way. It crushed my spirit. But God was with me. God was with me. God, God was with me when, when, he, when he told me I was going to marry Drew Patterson. God was with me when we found out we were pregnant with our Mallory. Emmanuel. God was, was with me when we were uh, at the hospital and, and my blood pressure was through the roof and, and I was pregnant and there's all these little things going on, difficulties and, and it just, and I had that moment that seems really like melodramatic but it was real and I remember and it was one of the few moments when there were no nurses and nobody else in there, it was just me and Drew and I remember laying in that bed and, and putting my hand over on him and I said, God being with me, you know if it comes down to it, you take Mallory because I've already lived. God was with us. God was with us when we were in that delivery room and we heard her first cry, that, that, that beautiful cry that any parent knows. God was with us. Um, God was with me when last November when I collapsed to the floor answering the phone getting the news that my mom had died. Just, pfft. Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. He was, he was with me when I stood before my extended family and, and my mom's friends and, and shared the gospel of Jesus at her funeral. Emmanuel, God with us. God is is with me, Emmanuel, right now. And God, Emmanuel, will be with me tomorrow. And God, Emmanuel, will be with me all the days thereafter that I'm given. Emmanuel, God with us. 
and there's really only, there's no doubt that he is with me. And so the question I want to ask you is, are you with God? Are you with God? God with us. He came so that we could be in relationship with him. This, this time of year, it's hard. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about people that, uh, you know, Nina and Stephen, Emily, they lost a really good friend yesterday, the godfather of their child in each other's weddings. They lost Ben yesterday to cancer. Married just a couple of years, young. God is with you. God is with Shayla. God is with his family. God is with Ben. You know, I think about, we've got a couple in our church, Greg and Jessica Clark. They come to the 930 service a lot. But they've got their little boy Chase, and they're up at Scottish right in Atlanta right now, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. He's on dialysis and getting blood transfusions, and I've been praying with them and calling them, and, and a lot of people have, and God, Emmanuel, is with them. I looked out here at the 930 service at, at, at Sydney Walker's family and said, God is with you. I know it sucks right now. I'm sorry, I don't say that, little kids, but I don't know of another word. God is with you. God is with you. God is with us. Emmanuel. And so maybe as I was up here talking, maybe you were starting to think of those times that God has been with you. Emmanuel. And I really do mean it. I encourage you to write that down. Put it down. Remember it. Walk through it. Because maybe in the process of walking through it, maybe you walked in here at the door today going, yeah, I understand the, the logical aspect of it all. Yes, God. Yes, Jesus. Yes, I needed someone to forgive my sins. Yes, I understand it. But I'm underwhelmed by the facts. And maybe in your walking through it, like I did, you will be reminded again, or maybe for the first time, that God is with you. Are you with Him? Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldosta.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.